you remember when you were a kid and your parents were convinced that your generation would be the end of us all? I remember those days. Well, guess what? Adults have believed this for hundreds of years, absolutely convinced that young people would be the end of us all. It hasn't happened yet. That's because it isn't true, it never has been true, and I don't believe it. The reason I don't believe it is because I've met several motivated high school kids over the years that have had thoughts and ideas in their heads that I never would have thought of myself. Really impressive young people. Instead of laying fear and doubt on the heads of our kids, maybe we should support them. We should equip them to grow and use their unique talents for good in this world. I've had many ideas bounce around in my head about working with high school kids to encourage those who might have an entrepreneurial spirit. That's where my next guest comes in. Jose works with kids beginning in middle school and all through high school to give them useful tools to compete in life after school. And he's sending them out into the working world to gain real world experience from local employers. Now that's something I can get behind. I'm going to ask Jose to explain how this new program works and how it be benefits everybody. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Ken's Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors. 505 Cycles proudly serves all types of riders, including new and veteran riders, road and mountain bike aficionados, recreation and transportation cyclists. The 505 community is all about fun and the love of all things bikes. So, uh, how do you say your last name? How do you pronounce it? Uh, I get that a lot. It's Villarreal. Villarreal. Villa, Villa. Yeah, break it into two names, if you will. Villa. Real. Right on. Yeah, so okay. it means actually the the royal village. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the royal village or royal royal estate translated. Right on. Yeah, pretty cool. So it originated in Spain, so that's where my family is from. Yeah? Yep, got roots there. And then actually my wife um, is first generation. She moved over on a work visa um, really? about eight years ago. From Spain? From Spain. Oh, nice. Yep, she was just trying to explore the area, and really she liked to ski, so she pointed on the map, I want to go there yeah. next to all those ski resorts yeah. to go learn more English, and then we met and became friends. The rest is history, man. We're on our fourth kid. We've got four boys. Your wife is a strong woman wrangling all these boys in her life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's only going to strengthen her throughout life, and who knows, you know, I hear about the... The younger girls trying to to manage their drama and, and yeah. people say that they're like, oh, you're lucky with all boys. So. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, in a way, but yeah. Yeah, in a way, yeah. I had brothers growing up, so right. it's that's all I know, you yeah. know. But my poor wife, it, it was her and her sister. She's like, where's my girl? But um, yeah. no, she loves it here. Uh, she actually is an educational diag, so she um, she was teaching Spanish. Yeah. Uh, for quite some time and then uh, she went ahead and took that opportunity as and that's what she did in Spain was uh, psychology oh wow yeah she got her her master's in psychology and she's done that in Spain the uh, educational psychologist or diag work right so um, it's great we both work at the district now and we're we've got great benefits you know we've got the summers where we go to Spain Awesome. Yeah. Now you're from you're from Farmington, right? I am. Yeah, born and raised here. Okay. Um, I was the only one that was born here. My rest of my family is from Colorado. Yeah. So on the other side of Wolf Creek, we were just talking about it. Oh, yeah. um, Wolf Creek Pass. There's 
what they call the valley, and that's right. uh, Monta Vista, Alamosa area. Right. My dad's from Antonito. My mom's from Monta Vista. Cool. And my both my brothers, older brothers, were born there. And then as soon as um, there were more opportunities for my dad, he he uprooted us and brought us here to Farmington. And he worked at the power plant for for many many oh, years. Okay. Yeah. So then. Basically, born and raised, went to elementary at Apache yeah. Elementary, and then uh, moved over kind of a little bit more towards uh, the the 20th slash Butler area, and went to Tibbetts, the old Tibbetts, right? And uh, graduated FHS '99. Nice. Yeah. So, um, definitely a hometown kid. Um, moved away, you know, just like everybody else in of high course. school, they want to, yeah. they want to explore and kind of spread their wings. So right. I did that. I moved up to, uh, north of Denver, Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay. And, uh, my brother was living up there, my oldest, and we were, we were really tight. So, um, you know, just went and tried to work really. I didn't go there for higher education experience at all. So, um, it's funny. So I'm going to just go into the story here, uh, yeah. of why I, or how I got here. So, um, ultimately I was living there for about three and a half, four years. And during that stint, I was doing a lot of delivery jobs. One of them was not a lot, but just a couple. Yeah. Uh, one of them was uh, a courier service. And, um, I thought it was quite interesting on how their business, um, worked, how their operations worked. And I knew that there was a niche that could be filled here in Farmington, New Mexico with that courier service. Okay. So my dad was semi-retired. So I, I called him one day and I said, Hey, you know, there's this opportunity. This is what I do. I know there are all, there are all these banks there. I know there are all these companies that need delivery services yeah. at an expedited and very quality style of service. Right. So he went ahead and started from the ground up and just started getting a couple of accounts. Okay. And at that time I moved back and I helped him grow it. Um, I became basically a sidekick and we were, we were partners in crime and we grew that thing. And, um, eventually I bought it from him a couple years later. Yeah. And we ended up growing pretty big, uh, not huge, but a uh, few employees. Um, I actually moved my business into the incubator center at San Juan college after I bought it and yeah. we grew it to a couple more fleet vehicles, a few more employees. Yeah. And, um, and sure enough, uh, I was starting to experience burnout because, uh, for one, I didn't uh, create the exact system that would have been self-sufficient. Uh -huh. So um, that was a growing pain, definitely, but a learning lesson. So I built it that way towards the end, where it was self-sustaining. Um, you didn't have to be the owner slash operator. You right. could have been the owner right. and just been that rather right. than... And, and so I hired a manager, and, um, and uh, at the end of it, I was... Uh, changing my careers because my wife finally met her and we started having kids and it was yeah. like, I can't do that one the whole time. So I uh, went back to school, got my bachelor's degree in the meantime, sold the business for a profit. And, um, you know, it just kind of worked out itself. You know, I didn't like promote it heavily or anything like that. We found the perfect buyers, their local friends, um, actually high school friends. And yeah. sure enough, uh, it's running, it's Zia Courier Service, and it's running really, really great right nice. now. But uh, that's when I wanted to uh, explore getting into education because I saw, one for one, my wife, uh, you know, the benefits, but also just wanting to work with the youth and give back and, and give, uh, give them an opportunity to, to learn 
about careers, for example, or just teach them my business background. Right. So I wanted to teach. I wanted to be a coach when I was younger, too. I just never had that pathway okay. designed for myself. I didn't set it up for sure. for success because I was just, I didn't know. Nobody really told me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny. You, you know, that's how we kind of, uh, most people, you know, you go off, you don't really know what you what you want to do mm -hmm. and so you go off and you start doing some things and all this kind of stuff and it isn't till later that you finally figure it out you know you got experience under your belt you've done a bunch of stuff and you're like dude this this is the thing and then you realize all the things that you needed to do before you do that thing and sometimes you have to backtrack and you know if you really want to do it you have to backtrack and start doing all that stuff it's exactly so, right so like, you're in, a, you're in a, a system now that's trying to kind of help that process along, right? That is exactly right. It brings us to present day. So ultimately, you know, I did the uh, business counselor stint for about a year, but then this opportunity as the workforce community liaison came about uh, with our Farmington Municipal School District. Right. And I thought, what a perfect fit. I basically get to help students introduce them or transition them into the workforce. Um, I have a lot of experience in the workforce. Of course, my business background helps me. Yeah. So it was a perfect match on, on paper, I thought. So it was like I get to get in the schools and, um, and help the youth. That's what I've always wanted. And guess what? This is the most um, uh, just thankful and incredible opportunities. I love, love the work that I'm doing. It's, it's, it's tremendous. And... Ultimately, like I mentioned, kind of continuing the story and then I'll, I'll finish with that. But, you know, I got my master's degree in business, um, you know, filled that checkbox, if you will. And uh, and sure enough, uh, was given the opportunity to develop this program. It's called work based learning from the ground up. I was uh, first of all thought of, obviously, before I showed up because they had to create the job. So our. Our district leaders had planned this for a couple of years. Okay. So they were the visionaries of this work-based learning program. And ultimately, um, they said, here's the vision. Now you take off with it and see what you can do. Let's, let's see what you can build. And they brought in somebody from outside of the school district for, for many reasons. Uh, I think uh, one of them was obviously the entrepreneurship and, and business background that I've that I've had success at building a business and, and right. having that system in place. Right. Um, but also they wanted somebody to think in and be in the employer's shoes as far as un understanding what the benefit is for them. Right. So essentially what it is, is it's an internship program, but it's a lot more than internships. Um, on the back end where the business is, where the business side is, is they basically get to test the talent they get to basically have a semester long um, opportunity with a young student that is very motivated to come into their workplace to learn about their career so it's not like uh, your normal job at your um, fast food restaurant for example right not that that's wrong but no. um, it's a more high level uh, opportunity and experience so you know, Ken, that uh, growing up and learning from academics versus learning hands-on, wh where did you learn best? Um, yeah, so I, 
uh, my my college experience has come in just bits and pieces scattered around. I have no degree whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't have a degree of any in anything. Where I learn absolutely everything that I know how to do is on my own terms and in my own way and by doing. Exactly. Doing it, putting my hands on it and doing it. That is yeah. exactly why this exists. Right. So we go back to the story of, man, I spent a lot of years exploring out there and not right. knowing, not having any direction. We set those students up basically with career exploration. So just kind of getting their feet wet and mm-hmm. kind of getting an understanding of what's out there and giving them an opportunity in a, for example, if they want to go into the construction or trades area, they want to go into the engineering uh, pathway or become an attorney, uh, become a banker, financial pathway. Health science is huge because right. that's, one, that's one of the bigger uh, industries, but also the bigger interests of our students. When we survey them, they, I would say about 60% of our student population want to become something in the medical field. Okay. Uh, so it's a huge field. It is huge. And it's high paying jobs. Right. So we try to match them up with high value jobs, which are ultimately high wage and also high demand or high growth. Uh-huh. So that's the definition of high value. So ultimately, we, I came in and was able to uh, create a, an infrastructure for this internship program. And I treated it like a business. I treated it like, okay, I need to grow this thing in a systematic way where it can self, you know, it can, it can work on its own. Right. Um, so that's what I did. I built a, basically a, an infrastructure that has a sequence from eighth grade to 12th grade. Okay. And then also, um, and this is not on my own. I was a co-developer and I also had a lot of help with, you know, ideas and brainstorming and thought partners. Right. Um, but, uh, ultimately the sequence from eighth to 12th grade, uh, ending with the capstone at junior senior level with that internship. And then also there's a, there's a semester long process. So the sequence and the process are the infrastructure of the program. So ultimately coming from the student side of it in eighth grade, they get to take what's called career exploration and they take it as an, an elective class. And what it does is it gives them an opportunity to take a shotgun, a shotgun approach to um, exploring all kinds of different careers. They do interest inventory surveys, learn about their aptitudes, their personality, right. um, what they like to do at the job or what they might be good at it based on their personality test. Okay. And then um, they get to look at a bunch of different careers and, and um, they treat the class over at uh, one of our middle schools as like a business. And it's really cool what this teacher is doing. She ultimately assigns them roles like president or secretary um, and it's student led. And, and once this class kind of develops into its own kind of thing, uh-huh. towards the end, they narrow their career focus and they do what's called a next step plan. And they do that as a final for that capstone of that eighth grade class moving into high school career. Right. So in ninth grade, before they go into ninth grade, they, and this isn't, this isn't every single student, but this is those students that are trying to go in this pathway in this uh-huh. career and technical education pathway. They <clears throat> get with their counselors and they say, okay, this is the field I'm interested in health science, for example. So they can sign up for electives in career and technical technology or te- 
Korean technical education, I apologize, for health science or health occupations. Um, so it, this is the sequence. Eighth grade, they take career exploration. Ninth and tenth grade, they take health occupations one and two as a career technical class, learning about different occupations in, okay. in health science. And then in eleventh grade, they take possibly or potentially an AP class or a dual credit class with San Juan College, learning about anatomy and, and other areas of, of health science. Right. And then as soon as they get all of that experience in the classroom, because some of it's, uh, you know, project-based learning, um, <clears throat> they get to ultimately take our internship um, at junior or senior level, capstoning with that hands-on experience, because that's where they actually put it all together. Yeah what they're learning in the academic right. arena. That's where things start to make sense. Exactly. It's not a concept Me anymore. Yeah, it's metacognition. So it's yeah. basically trying to understand it. Like, okay, yeah, I now get to shadow this doctor or this nurse and really understand not only the actual, you know, role of the person, but all of the, like you're talking about, the mathematics and problem solving that they learn in school. Right. They get to see it applied. Right. So it's it's an amazing opportunity to either expedite the process for the students to either say, that's what I really want to do now. I want to learn about that career. So I'm going to go to college. I'm going to invest in my college like you and I didn't get to experience. <laughs> they get to say, you know what? I'm going to do that. And it, they right. really put their head, you know, uh, that they direct it directs them towards that career and uh, it motivates them. Right. Incredibly. Not only in that pathway, but also their other grades are, are uh, affected. The actual statistic early on in the nation is CTE, Career and Technical Education, and Work-Based Learning Programs, like the one we created. Right. Students graduate at a 10% higher rate than the, than the nation's average. Yeah. So, like, 85, I believe, is the average for graduation rate, okay. whereas 95% of those students that are in those programs graduate. So it's it's proven that it's a, a uh, high motivator and also it's for anybody. So it's for those students that are either high, highly academic, uh, you know, uh, focused. Right. And it's also for the ones that, you know, are not that great at academics. Again, we have different pathways yeah. that provide that opportunity because in some industries you don't need a higher degree higher education degree right you may just need a certificate or yeah. you can jump right in that workforce and earn your way through the ranks right we actually created a boot camp at the beginning of the semester so this is the process um what it is is ultimately we go in at the very beginning of the semester and we teach them these soft skills we build a resume with them in the first week we teach them about work ethic, time management, communication skills, verbal and nonverbal. And then on the second, we, we teach them interview skills. And this is what sets our program apart from the rest of the state and the rest of the country, is that our interns actually interview for that place, placement. Right. So, and, uh, I mean, the idea here is is getting them real world, real world experience. Yes. Um, and so... <laughs> that's, I mean, that piece of the puzzle shouldn't be left out because that is real world experience. You don't just get experience in a job in one of these internship positions and think, awesome, now I can do that job and expect to get one. You have to go through the process of convincing them that 
hey, you need to hire me. Exactly. I'm a person. I can do this job. They may or may not believe you. So send them through that real world experience of going through the interview and, you get and the what point. that looks like. You get the whole point of it is it starts from day one that they yeah. are getting treated like ultimately they're still in high school. One of our students said, this class is so amazing. They didn't even get to experience the internship yet. Yeah. But they said, this class is so amazing. I get to... I get to basically train or act like an adult, but I'm still a I'm still a kid. Right. <laughs> They're like, I get the I get the yeah. adult experience. This is the only class I tell my parents about. That some of one student told me. Right. It's the type of program that our country is uh, embracing with open arms. They they are looking at strategies on how do we get these students, how do we fill that opportunity and skills gap? Because we know that if we don't do that, then right. our student we're going to have a really um, scarce workforce. Right. And, uh, so it's, it's a humongous opportunity to serve our youth and our community. And that's why I do it. I do it for the, for the infinite game because <clears throat> it, it's going to help so many different people on so many levels. Yeah. Um, help families, you know, help, help, uh, again, direct a student, a young mind, into an opportunity that is just going to hopefully build a family here and uh, and, and basically uh, provide some positive economic impact. Right. Well. So, uh, well, awesome, man. Yeah. But thanks for going on the ride with me. Yeah, man. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, We've been talking and chatting, but we haven't, man, we haven't met face to face over well over a year. It has, it has. I think the last time I saw you face face was up at the college. Like yeah, yeah. It's yeah. been a while. It has been. But, um, right on, man. All right. Thanks, oh, all. Thank you, Ken. Appreciate it, man. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com